Christine Sherwood is a beauty professional coach and second-generation salon and spa owner. She's also an internationally certified life coach and holds two degrees in public law and public relations. Today, we're going to hear exactly what is beauty coaching, how is she, she using it currently, and how is it impacting other people's lives, and maybe why you should consider getting a coach. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I am your host. Today, I'm with Christine Sherwood. And uh, how are you doing today, Christine? I'm so good. Thank you for having me again. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, Anybody who didn't listen to the last episode with Christine, we basically got to hear her story, uh, how she got in, you know, how she is where she is, like what steps she took to get there, uh, some of her own struggles to get there, and uh, what led her into coaching. And uh, it was a really good conversation on on the discerning between coaches and therapists and consultants. And I think it's a really good one for people to just establish some sort of baseline uh, before they go out and hire somebody. You know, I think that's a good conversation. Would you give, uh, give the audience who didn't see that episode, like just a really high level overview of what your story is. And then uh, we'll get into the conversation. Absolutely. So um, I grew up in this industry, spent many a time in the back room while my mama did her thing on the floor. Um, And I went to university, got my university degrees, public law, public relations. I really found myself in New York Fashion Week in my hotel room, um, in the lobby, actually, on my computer. And I got internationally certified as a life and business coach. And I actually, we had actually hired um, our own business coach. And at the time, if anybody remembers this, Tabitha Coffee had her show, Tabitha Takes Over or something. And I was, I would watch that. I would watch the um, Gatsby Salon and their show. I had our own coach and I was like, man, I can do that. Like I can do this. I love those women and I want to be like them when I get older. And so here I am now, I don't know how many years later, and I am doing that. And um, it's remarkable, the changes, the complete transformations that happen. Okay. So let's say that uh, the audience they watched the last episode and um, they get the under they understand at least at some level the differences between therapists coaches uh, consultants and they're wondering like should they hire a coach so why don't we take a chance why don't we take the time now to really dive into what are some of the things that people come to you with so then maybe some anybody listening or watching could really understand, okay, that I guess that's where I'm at, or I can understand that. Oh, and you know what? That reminds me of this thing going on in my life. So why don't you give us like two or three examples of things that people came to you, what their original ask was, not what you found out later through the work, but just what was the original ask and or conversation, whatever. Yeah. So a lot of people always come to me right now because Instagram is so hot, right? They come to me, they're like, I need more clients. I need help with marketing. Um, Another girl, I had somebody to come up to me and they said, I need some business strategy. I was like, okay, great. Um, I had another person come to me and they're like, look, I just need 
somebody to talk to. I need to release all of this pent up everything. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, even in my own, even in my own salon and spa, like a lot of them come to me because they feel like they're burnt out, that they're just, they have this insecurity mixing or even talking to clients, even talking to them. Um, a lot of, a lot of people like they come to me cause they, I don't feel good enough. I don't know why I can't do this. That's always the question. I don't know why I can't do X, Y, Z. And so that's, that's really why they come to me. And then we find out later after they come to me for, I need to get more clients. They find out that, oh, I have a problem with negative self-talk or they have a problem with, oh, I guess I really do second guess myself. Um, my most recent, they, she said that, oh, so I just want to be everything to all people and I'm a control freak. Oh. Okay, so hold on real quick. Let's go back. What is, just for anybody wondering, uh, what is negative self-talk? Negative self-talk. That is what we constantly have in our minds that we don't even know that we're doing it. We're just constantly like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, why did I do this? Um, another thing is, uh, um, I, I just can never get this. You, get, you can't do this because you're so stupid. You didn't get the education that you needed. You didn't go to business school. How dare you think that you can run a business? That's what I mean. Gotcha. So it's like doubt, and um, but also like being hard on yourself and putting yourself down as well. Yeah, but it's so subtle. It's so subtle that you don't even know that you're doing it until one day you're like, what the heck? And somebody calls you out on it. Like, you're not stupid. Why are you saying that? It's only, it's always that one person and it catches you off guard. And you're like, then you start hearing that voice that you've been on repeat your whole life. Gotcha. Okay. So negative self-talk, um, and then what were the other ones? And uh, you're not neg- not good enough. Not good enough. You're not smart enough. How dare you think that you can run a business? Are you kidding me? You come from you know nobody in your in your family has ever run a business. What makes you think you can do that? Or you're the only hairdresser in your in your family. Everybody else is lawyers and doctors. What are you doing? Well, what about the person who is having trouble talking to clients? Can you like expand on that a little bit? Like, what is that like? Yeah. So they come to me like, I, I, I'm so afraid to talk to them. They're going to think that I'm begging for money or I'm being too pushy. I, I, I'm being a car salesman. Mm, I've heard that one a lot. (laughs) Oh my God. I hate that one, but it's true. Like, like we, there are moments where we all feel like that. When nobody wants to be that grimy salesman yeah, who just like pushy. doesn't get the hint. Yeah. But that's a big one. That is a huge one. And um, so how do you work with somebody on that? So with that, we really break it down. We really break it down. Well, well, why do you feel like you're a grimy salesman? Like, what are you doing? I'm pressuring them. I'm pushing. I'm, I'm, I'm being pushy. Yeah, you're being pushy. And they're not like, oh, tell me what product to buy. Right. Like, especially with retail, I know the industry is like switching 
from retail. Like we're moving Pat away from that, but I'm still, I'm very like old school when it comes to that, because like retail is like your gauge if, if how well people trust you. Right. And so it doesn't have to be grimy and, and yucky. The best salesmen are those who are not selling to you. They're taking interest in you. They're trying to figure out where you're coming from, what you need, and they're finding solutions for you. And for me and my, with people who come to me, like, I feel like this and like that when I'm selling and I hate that. Okay. But don't sell, converse with them, connect with them. What do they need and what solutions do you have so that they can fill that at home? And so oh, I got, I got a question, uh, on this yeah. specific topic. So yeah. what I learned, uh, about on this topic, because, uh, that was like when I was when I was first getting into teaching uh, students at like a cosmetology school or going doing, going to schools to recruit. Um, th- that would come up a lot. Now it doesn't come up as much with the young people. The young people nowadays are like sell, sell, sell. <laughs> like, like, it seems that way anyway. I mean, I don't know like what everyone else is, but they seem way more into business and way more mm-hmm. about making that money than the kids. Yeah before but then when we're in the salon like i do hear people like you know something like oh that person um really needed a treatment why didn't you sell them a treatment it's like well i just told them the i just told them what masks to take home or buy on amazon uh or or they were like oh i don't know because they didn't ask for whatever um and then there's so many scenarios and i'm sure so many people listening or watching can kind of think of a scenario where they were like i I I didn't want to like push it or or dive any deeper. Well, what I was le- what I was taught was that um as a stylist, like our what is our job? Like what are people paying us for? And one of those things is uh making sure that they look good between visits. And uh so that's kind of when it comes to the 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 retail and the tools and stuff, um it's kind of like you're not even doing your job if you're not selling them so like you're not actually serving your customer and so like in order to like remind myself you can constantly remind myself like oh yeah like it doesn't matter if they buy it or not i still have to like make the recommendation tell them what to use and sometimes that means telling them to buy stuff that we don't sell which mm-hmm. i think is up for debate whether or not people like that or not but for me it's just like i want to get i want to make sure people have what they need. And I will say that it's easier to sell people's stuff if you're not the one getting the commission, which is kind of whack, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that could be just like a confidence thing like, oh, like, hey, you could buy these things, but you could buy this thing on Amazon, which is not that much difference. But knowing that the product that you're telling them to buy is might be better. Anyway, um, I can definitely anyway, that's kind of how I've always I've always thought about it. But is that negative self speak? Like, Oh, I didn't sell them products uh, or I didn't tell them. So like, I'm not doing my job. That's more of a, that's more of a, like, man, I missed the mark. You know, like, especially if you've been taught that from day one and then you don't do it. Yeah. Like you're going to, it's not, it's not so much a negative self-talk. It's more like, I, I, man, why didn't I do that? Like, oh, I just missed like a, a good, like, commission or whatever. Um, if you are talking to yourself and you say, and you know, you have to sell retail and you don't, and you're like, well, well, they couldn't afford it anyway. Yeah. That's common. 
How do you know that? Right. That's negative self-talk. Oh, I didn't want to like really push them because they just told me that they spent, I don't know how many millions of dollars on a funeral. Okay. But, um, is that your responsibility? No, your responsibility is to do your job and to recommend what they need so that they can maintain at home. And so that, that comes up so much for me. And even for my own staff, like we all have our off days. Okay. And that's perfectly normal, but we have, we're in the service industry. So that means we got to be serving others more than ourselves. And if serving others means we're going to get a little bit, a couple dollars extra as a commission on it. Awesome. But let's really serve them, connect with them so that they can do what they need to do at home. Right. Okay? Like it's not about the money. Uh, it's not about the money. Like as soon as you take the money out of it, then you're not selling them anything. <laughs> right. Right. And I know I actually have encountered beauty pros that they have like all the perks. They get all the commissions, all like the really cool stuff. If they, if they just connect and educate and they're, and they just don't do it at all. They're like, no, I'm not going to sell at all because why? And I'm, I, I literally pull my hair out of my head. Like, what do you mean? You're actually getting the perks, but you need to connect with them because they need you. And like, you don't want to do it because what? It's very strange to me. I don't know what's happening in the world. And what about the person who uh, is like, I need more clients and uh, you know, what, other than the other than what we've talked about, what what are these other things? You said something else. Um, what other things are are people? Are you get after you discover after you hear that hear what people are saying, and then you get you know you have your conversations and your sessions with them, and you're able to get underneath the hood. And then what else are you discovering? Okay, so one of them is the marketing. Right, I need more clients in my chair, Christine. How do I get more clients in my chair? I want you to be my coach. Coach me how to get that. Okay, cool. Let's have our first, you know, session. Like let's 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 get to the bottom of it, right? I I and they discover that they're actually just kind of not doing anything of anything. They want to be in demand and just by breathing. And that doesn't happen. Not even for the Kardashians. That didn't <laughs> even happen for them. Okay. We all know what happened there, but it's like, you, and, and a lot of times the truth hurts. Like when we when we realize like, oh man, I want this. And then we see the steps that we have to take to get to that point. It's intimidating. It's overwhelming. And we're like, man, that's what I want. And this is what I got to do. You start thinking, okay, do I really want that? And that that's a perfect place where coaches come in and you're like, I've asked that like, Hey, this is what you said you wanted. This is what you got to do. What are you going to do now? Is that really what you want? Or do we need to come up with a different strategy, a different, a different end game? And, and that is definitely the most common thing that I'm seeing with rising stylists and they have these big goals and wow. I love their goals. They don't really have a plan. And then when you start working on a plan with them and it, it's almost like uh, they start to question whether or not it's that much work. It's almost mm -hmm. as if everything that they hear is like, mm, I feel like there's another way to do this. And yeah. then there's like a shortcut or be more efficient. Um, 
but yeah, I definitely have seen a lot of people kind of realize that the amount of work it takes to run a business. I will say this, uh, the more people I interview, the more, the more people are saying the same thing. It's like, I, I like do this, like, this is what I do. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have like five businesses and, and three passion projects. And I, I like, I, I wanted to build a a salon or I wanted to build a coaching career or I wanted to build a product line. And it's like, that's basically, you know, what they do, you know, and they do it all the time. And, um, what have you, uh, think about, um, I guess like to just wrap this up, is there any, any uh, thing you want to say to anybody out there that um, you know maybe they're maybe they're struggling in their business um, and they don't even realize that you know maybe there's some mental health stuff that's in their way, or to the person that's struggling with mental health but uh, but but is super blinded by by the stress of the bills to where they just start thinking you know I need money I need to think about like my money you know I feel like that's the person that I'm most worried about my heart goes out to. Yeah. You have anything uh, to say as we sign off? What for me, especially with those situations where if they don't get some kind of help today, like their business is going to shut down. Like my heart aches for them for real because they, they, they pushed off so many opportunities that it's either today or not at all. This is going to sound really hard, but I need those people who are listening. And even if you're not in that position, please listen. Just stop. Stop going 100 miles an hour. Stop trying to do whatever it is you're doing. Just just stop. And really sit down with yourself. If that means you have to ugly cry till the sun comes up, then do it. Sit down with yourself breathe and really evaluate with yourself hard look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what are you doing and why what is your why why are you in this position what did you want to be doing what is driving you to do like know yourself even with the students the cosmetology students i did a class not too long ago of what it's really like being a business owner what it's really like working out on the on the salon floor like you said they have no idea why because they don't know themselves for the people who are really struggling financially know yourself ask yourself the hard questions and it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt and you're gonna feel like a failure and you're gonna be like how did I get in this position but we gotta move past that once you get through that moment then you're able to find the solutions with money. It's hard if you don't have money to invest in yourself because you don't have it. Right. But when there's a will, there's a way. And when you ask for what you need, honestly, and from a genuine place, there is always someone there to be like, okay, I'll, I'm going to help you. And we're going to work this out. There's always a solution. Even when you think that there isn't one, there is. You just you're not looking hard enough. Um, and and yeah, and reach out. So stop, examine, ask for what you need genuinely, and and you just keep going, reaching out, finding help. Because we are in a in an industry where we are not islands. 
we need each other to grow. We need connection. We need human interaction with others so that we can grow creatively, business-wise, as human beings, right? And it's, it's, it's hard to do that when you are isolating yourself. And that's a big part of mental health. You can't, you can't exercise your skills, your gifts, your talents if you're alone all the time, right? You, you just, you, you won't be able to. And mentally, you're going to go bonkers because you can't be your fullest, best self because you're like on an island by yourself, like the castaway. And you have what, like a coconut or something? Was it a coconut or a volleyball? Uh, and you would just talk to them. Yeah, I don't remember. But, I think it was volleyball. Yeah, like you just you you go kind of nutty. So so please reach out, ask for what you need. There are solutions, and when you think that there isn't, maybe you're not asking the right questions. Maybe you're not listening. Maybe you don't like the solution given it to you. Maybe you want it on a silver platter when that is not reality. There's you got to do the work. You have to. And do you think uh, that people who are in a suite uh, have a have a higher tendency to um, you know maybe need some sort of you know third party there to coach them because they tend to be a little more isolated? I do actually, I do because suite, uh, but not always. Okay, there's always exceptions. There's always exceptions. So the suite owners, like like Sola Salon, like people who are really in those individual things. Um, you have the community because you have other stylists, other beauty pros, estheticians there. And so you can all like meet after work, you know, hang out, connect, you have that, but just in a creative sense, you kind of miss it. Cause you'll be doing highlights and you miss like somebody else doing color and you, you kind of miss the inspiration piece of it. But, um, but when it comes to the business side, it's very overwhelming. Because you got to be creative, you got to have a business mindset, you got to be customer service, you got to like reach back out to your clients, which I've known estheticians that, that they were so behind in their taxes and so behind in getting back to potential clients, new clients, because they would stress out, they were get so overwhelmed with just sending a text. Why? Because they want to do it all on their own and nobody can do it all by themselves. You're not an island. That's where connection happens. It, it builds us up. It helps us. That's like, what did they call Delegation. You know, you delegate out your tasks. I do find that um, salon suite people, they do struggle a bit more um, just because it, it's, it's a lot it is a so, lot. So a message is, uh, you know, you definitely got to, if you're going to be in a suite or if you're in a suite, don't forget that uh, you can find yourself in some level of isolation if you don't put in the work to uh, embrace community. And, um, you know, maybe maybe a coach would be helpful for that to deal with that. Totally, 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 totally. All right. Well, uh, I think this is a great place to wrap it, to sign off. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. I I think it was a very good conversation and I feel uh, a little bit better about understanding uh, where, who, and when uh, coaching is, 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 is important and 
Uh, I think that the message was pretty clear to the audience. So uh, thank you so much. If uh, anybody has any further questions, um, are you available via DM or what's the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can totally slide into my DMs. I love it there. I always tell everybody, just message me on Instagram. It's totally fine. I love connecting with beauty pros just for a quick chat. Just say, hey, girl, what you doing? Like, totally DM me. Awesome. Well, and uh, and the information will be in the description below. So definitely check that out. And um, until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.